0: Good morning, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. Well, I'll tell you what, it's a Thursday morning here. I'm at the house before work. I was reading some scripture this morning. and Now, we're all sitting here in front of this podcast. I didn't know what I was going to do yet today. Well, I have a lot to do today. But first thing in the morning, I did walk for some coffee um, so that I could just enjoy a morning stretch and talk to the Holy Spirit and try to get my mind in the right place. And then when I got done that, I came back and I decided to read a little scripture because that's the way I make sure that I stay on track with this Holy Spirit. Isn't that what Jesus told us? Jesus said, you got to know me to know this Holy Spirit. And the better you know me, the better you'll know it. That's what I've come to see is. So now for me to stay in touch with this Holy Spirit, to be sure in my heart that I'm following the right one, I read what Jesus said often, and I think about what it is I'm thinking about. And part of the way I do that is actually, I just read a scripture this morning, Actually, it's the reason I turn this on, because sometimes I see things and I don't see things like I'll see the scripture, but it just doesn't register. And I, one of the things that the Holy Spirit has taught me is that. All these unintentional thoughts, the ones that we just let run around and think about things without us thinking about it, there's a consequence for them in our lives. And I've seen it and I've known it, and that's the reason I try to spend so much time thinking about what it is I'm thinking about. And when I'm not thinking about it, I'm intentionally doing something to keep my thoughts focused the right direction because I'm a person that has went through this life letting his mind fly all over the place and always found himself doing the wrong thing because he had the wrong thoughts and because he didn't control them, they ended up controlling me, friend. That's what Jesus was talking about with these obsessive thoughts being demons. That when we don't control them, they control us. They lead us around and we do things that we don't feel like we should be doing even though, and we do it anyway. And for some folks, it's worse than others. You know, there's plenty of people that do things that you know what's right in your heart. It doesn't matter whether it's a big thing or a little thing. The question is, what's right and wrong to you? And you have to follow your own path. See, that's what I've learned. I've learned that where I'm at now, what I consider to be wrong now is way different than what it used to be because it used to be right to do a lot of things, and now it's not right to do a lot of the same things that I used to think was right to do then. Did what was, was what right, did that actually change, or is it the thought I had about it? See, friend, this, we're supposed to be following this message of Christ, and the further along we get, and the more we read, the more we understand, and the more we'd uh, want to follow it. But if you're not really like reading it all the time, then you're not going to grow in it. If you're not really interested in getting to know the truth of love and the love of truth, well, then you can't really get to know the truth because, well, this world's going to keep you from it. Now, I don't think I said it, but as always, my disclaimer is I don't expect you to believe a word I say. The only thing I really do expect you to believe is when I read scripture to you, you can trust that I'm reading it out of my Bible because I do have a King James Version. So, But I don't usually read scripture on here. I almost always talk from the heart about scripture that I've read because that's just not the way I work most of the time. But every now and then I find something that is such a good little gem that I decide I want to do that. And today's one of those days. So I'm not going to read a whole lot of it. Because if I read too much, then you'll get bored with it and you won't hear it. And there's a, there's one part that I highlighted. And that's what I really want you to hear. But I'm going to read the one before that, too. So I'm at Matthew 12, which is uh, Matthew chapter 12. And I'm going to start with verse 35. But I actually want you to hear 36. So 35 is uh, chapter 12. Verse 35 out of Matthew is a good man out of good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of evil treasure brings forth evil things. Then Matthew twelve thirty-six, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Let me restate that. But I say to you that for every idle word men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. And then number 37, for by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. So it is by our words that we will be justified, and by our words that we will be condemned. And that we'll have to give account for idle words, meaning all the things that we said that we weren't thinking about, what we were thinking about. Not because we meant to do it, but because we refused to think of the truth of love and the love of truth. And to pay account to what it is, how our idle words hurt other people. I just wanted you to read that. I want you to understand that that was that, that is what Jesus said. That is what's in red, friend. So that means if that John 3.16 is real, if that's true because Jesus said it, then friend, so is those statements I just read. So now either that's the truth or John 3.16 is a lie. So I tell you in here all the time that this whole salvation for believing Jesus died on the cross for you and then you go back to eating your fruit and acting like you're not accountable just doesn't work it only works if you let them lie to you and you buy into it because you're too busy in your life eating fruit to worry about what it is God said cuz Jesus told you this relationship is a relationship it's not a relationship isn't you don't get married and then go see your husband once a month and be like oh or your wife and go be like oh well uh Oh, I just enjoy spending so much time with you, it's just wonderful and all that. And then you go back to being away from them for every other day of the month and then go one day a month for a couple hours, and that's not the way that works. If you might have a relationship like that, but most marriages don't work that way. So friend, trust me, that if your spouse did won't accept that, my father's not going to accept it either. Once a week, an hour, once a week, just doesn't do it. That's not the relationship he was looking for. In case you're not aware, my father created all this for himself, including you. However, he is not angry. Understand that. He knew the end in the beginning. You can't prophesy about things if you don't already know the truth of it. So for my father to know the end means he had to have seen the end. And since he's seen it, then he knows it. You all ain't putting two and two together. It's time we start doing simple math of one plus one equals two and two plus two equals four, friend. You want to pretend as though all these things can be true and then not think about what the meaning is behind them. Well, it's time that if you want my father's kingdom, that you figure it out. Because if you haven't figured it out, no matter what they tell you, it isn't going to change the fact that you're accountable to know these things. Because these idle words that men speak, they're not their words, they're yours. They're mine. We're accountable for them, friend. I've been a mess with my idle words. I've said many a thing. I find myself often not wanting to say anything anymore so that I don't find myself speaking idle words, even though I'm one of those people that speak all the time anyway. My father in my later years seems to have given me this gift of gab I do love to talk to people. That's why it's really a challenge for me and why I spend so much time alone now, friend. Because what, I'm gonna, what I've am what found is that if I don't be careful, I was just sitting here highlighting that other uh, passage in my Bible. I don't usually highlight stuff, but that one I really felt um, compelled to highlight. But anyway. So what I know is that my father created us for this relationship. And we are going to either accept that's the truth or not. But the problem is, when we don't accept his truth, we end up being selfish. And selfishness creates, well, evil. You can look around this world, friend, and see that all this Everybody trying to keep more for themselves and giving less to others doesn't create a greater world. It creates a lesser one. Jesus told you that. My father said that. He also said back in there somewhere, I'm always saying that love is sacrifice. Yet in here, in fact, here it is uh, in chapter 12, verse 7, it says, But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. Okay, so, but the truth is, mercy is sacrifice, but it's a different type of sacrifice. It's like when you give something up because you love someone, you want to give it to them. My father sacrifices everything for you because he wants you to have it. And now I'm trying to be like him and sacrifice what I have so that you can have it. Not that I can do it, but the Father can do it for me. It's Jesus that told us the Holy Spirit can do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. I've got no strength and courage, friend. I'm not the kind of guy that gets on here and talks to people that would expect anybody to buy into anything. The problem is the Holy Spirit leads me down a path, and the path that sends me on is the one I have to travel. And even if it's right, it's wrong. And even if it's wrong, it's right. Because I've told you, I'm not right. I'm not right for this, for doing this. And the Holy Spirit has taught me that I'm not right, yet I'm right all the while. And therefore, I can allow God to be righteous and therefore be right. But I will never be right because I will always be wrong. And if I proclaim righteousness then I become wrong for doing so because Jesus told us that only the Father has righteousness. And when we proclaim to have something, we're wrong. Jesus told us. And the world didn't see it, but the truth goes far deeper than what it is that you'll even be able to understand until this Holy Spirit gives you the truth of love and the love of truth, which goes far beyond deeper than this worldly stuff that you're thinking. I'm telling you, My father created all this because he had to. Yet, isn't it right that because he needs us that we need him? Do we really see, can we see that yet? Can you see that in your life that you only have a little bit of love and a little bit of forgiveness, but my father has all the love and all the forgiveness, and if we unite with his love, we have more love and forgiveness to give to others? That's why I've united with this Holy Spirit and dedicated my majority of my life to it now. Friends, I don't even know what to do a lot of times. I work and then I do this. I talk to the Holy Spirit. I read scripture. I do podcasts. I do YouTube videos. I walk in the woods, in the wilderness. I sit in my room and talk to the Holy Spirit. I take a walk to the store and talk to the Holy Spirit. I spend my time soaking in the Holy Spirit, friend, and thinking about what it is I'm thinking about because of this passage right there that told me, but I say to you that for every idle word men speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Friend, I've had many idle words that I've got to give account for. Jesus told me, if I don't hold you accountable, I can be forgiven my debts. Well, I can tell you what will happen. If I go back to having idle thoughts, I'll have idle words, and all the forgiveness that I gave to you, I'll just take back. I'll say that I'm forgiving you, but in my mind, I won't forgive you. My heart will stay of the world. Jesus told us we can't be loyal to both. We gotta, we're gotta. we going to either, you know, it's God or money. You're going to love one, hate the other, be loyal to one, despise the other. And it is what it is. You're aware, I'm sure, just as I am, that our Father's name is on that money. Right? In God we trust. But I don't see money as my God, nor do I trust in that money. I trust in my Father in heaven. Those corporations can take their money and take it straight into hell with them, and I'll just have to live with whatever. Because what people are not understanding is the, the fact that corporations, the corporation is what is not. And that old revelations talked about, it is what is not. And that is, it's talking about that they, that devil, that dragon is what is not. Man created it, in Revelations it said that, that we would create this thought. And we have, and now it rules our lives, our politics. It rules everything. And we have spread it through the nations, friend. Those uh, publicly publicly traded companies have now spread throughout the whole world like a cancer. But people don't want to see that because that's their livelihood. And, well, that's what Jesus said. We'd all get deceived by the dragon. Then, of course, we have the son of the dragon and we put on the highest throne in the world. Some people are calling him Cyrus the Great. I just don't get that at all. Because... Friends, did you hear back there where I said God desires um, mercy? Friend, that man does not have compassion. How can he have mercy? If it doesn't benefit him, friend, it isn't getting done. That's the nature of it. But what can I tell you that you can't see already? And you wouldn't want to crucify me for saying such a thing. So I'm just as content that nobody ever gets a hold of these and it doesn't get shared. And then I don't have to worry about it. But I have to do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. And that's what he tells me to do is talk about these things. Friend, I don't even care if you believe it or not, because it really doesn't matter. I'm not trying to get you to stand up against anything. What I'm trying to do is get you to look at this message, of Jesus, and really understand what it is he wanted. My father never wanted um, this fear thing. The fear of God was only to keep men in line so that others could rise in the spirit of the law, which is the spirit of love, which is what Jesus came to teach you, was love and forgiveness. Do not judge. Love, forgive. Do not judge. Love, forgive. Do not judge. Love, forgive. Do not judge. That's what Jesus came to teach you over and over. All these different parables and examples, friend, even his last act of free will, he told them to bring that sword into the garden just so that Peter could cut off the ear of the high priest so that his final act of free will could be to heal heal the ear of the high servant. And I've said that throughout my podcast many a time, but the truth of the matter is most people aren't going to hear but one or two of these at best. So it really doesn't matter how many times I say all these things, even though I sometimes think I say it too much, because the truth of the matter is I'm not here to get you to listen to me over and over. The point is, if you hear me, then you'll turn around and listen to that message of Jesus, and you'll start reading what Jesus said, which is what's in red, if you buy a Bible with what Jesus said in red, because you can buy them that way, friend. And if you do that, you'll be able to easily discern the breath of God. Even though you won't be able to discern it, the Holy Spirit will discern it for you. Believe me, it will come with some frustration. Because if you start believing that every word Jesus said was absolutely true, you've got to start figuring things out, friend. That means you have to really believe that what I just read to you, where Jesus said you're going to be accountable for every idle word you spoke, means it's true. So on a day of judgment, do you really want to be accountable for every idle word you spoke, or would you prefer to stop speaking idle words now? Friend. I just prefer to stop speaking idle words. Now I don't have to worry about it. I've asked for forgiveness for all that. I didn't realize what I was doing. I was blind. I didn't see the truth. And even when I did, I pretended as though I didn't, friend. I'm like you. I don't want to know these things. But it's too late. I know them. And if you've heard me now, you know it too. And therefore, you're stuck with a new higher level of accountability now, friend. You can't unhear truth, and I imagine if you hear it, you'll know in your stomach that it's right, that if Jesus said it, then it's true. And if it's not, then John 3.16 wasn't true, and then, well, that Jesus was a liar, and then you just don't have to worry about it anyway, right? Then you can just let it all go because none of it makes sense unless all of it makes sense. I bring that up a lot, friend, because that John 3.16, the way they use it, they just use that to justify hypocrisy. They do that so that they can allow you and them to eat all the fruit they want and pretend as though that's right. And that isn't what Jesus said. So, in fact, just because of that, I'm going to read that John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. But through Him meant through His message, friend. It did not mean that you could get a free ticket to the kingdom. What makes you think you're so special that you can just say, I believe in Jesus and then do the same things that everyone else does? And you get a kingdom while they go to hell for eternal suffering. In what part of your logic did that make sense? I mean, God did give you logic, right? So, above that, John... 310. I'm just going to read from there down because I'm trying to understand exactly that, and that's what I feel like the Spirit's moving me to do. Are you the teacher of Israel, and do not know these things? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak that we know, and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things, You do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven, that is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And then it goes into God, for God so loved the world. So up here, I do want to notice that it says, most assuredly, I say to you, we speak. For One thing is we, who is we when it's him speaking. He does not say, I speak to what I know. He said, we speak that we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. Okay, well, kind of curious, isn't it, that he's talking about we when it's I, right? Is it possible that he is talking about the three because he represents the three? He's talking about himself and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaking through him. Speaking on behalf of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I had underlined that a while back because I found that interesting that he's talking. As I noticed that also when I was watching it on Netflix. That he spoke using we and our when it would have, traditional pronoun would have been I or my. So... That tells me that he was saying, I'm speaking through the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit speaking through me. And therefore, you're not speaking to one of us. You're speaking to all of us. So there he is saying that. that. But he also says, um, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? That's what I've been telling you, friend. You don't believe the earthly things that he wrote. Everybody wants to believe that John 3, 16, but what he's saying is that you have to believe the earthly things. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Friend, that's the reason I can't tell you anything about the kingdom. I can't explain this experience. Jesus told you that the kingdom of God isn't said to be here or there, but the kingdom of God is within you. Friend, this kingdom of God I have, and I don't know how to explain it to you. And he's revealed more to me than what I can reveal to you. But Jesus gave you that the kingdom and treasures. How can I tell you the truth when you can't even understand the simple things he said? Yet it's not that you can't understand. You refuse to accept that if Jesus meant one thing he said, then he meant it all. That means that getting a rich man into the kingdom is going to be like getting an eye camel through the eye of a needle. It means that all these people that pretend as though they received Jesus as their Savior, and then they've kept everything for themselves, they're not getting my Father's kingdom. You know that because right here before the John three sixteen part up above there, he says that um, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Did you notice, friend, that he doesn't really speak of anything heavenly? Everything is the kingdom is like. The kingdom is like. It's always about a treasure. It's like a pearl that a man buried in a field. It's always a treasure that a man buries. It's this, it's that. He uses all these different parables. Read the parables, friend. The point is that you have to find this by looking for it in the message of Jesus. Forget the Bible, the Bible's for Babylonians. I've said that a hundred times. It is time for you to understand that the message you're looking for is in the Christ. Read the message of Jesus. If he's your savior, let him save you. Let the rest of it go. It's time to get down to the hidden message and really figure out what he meant. Start doing the things he asked so that you can find out the hidden truth. When he told you to give your gifts in secret, he wasn't joking it wasn't a gesture. It wasn't a possible, maybe you ought to think about that. That was a guaranteed, if you want to understand how to find this kingdom, then you've got to do it because I told you to. And because you do it, you will put weapons in the kingdom, friend. Those treasures turn into weapons against your thought of Satan. I don't know how to explain this to you, and you should have been doing it all along. But if you haven't been doing it, Now's a good time to get to know this Jesus and read what he said, because as you've clearly heard from the couple things I've said, and I didn't talk to you about how the seed is going to die and how he said that that house was built on that sand and the house fell. He didn't say that it was like it got a little shaky and got a little and was going to have a hard time getting into the kingdom. No, friend, he said it fell. It crushed. It was over. It was boom, done. That means that kingdom that they thought they were going to get isn't coming. Their house fell friend. You just aren't understanding. How are you going to fit into a kingdom of love when you judge everyone around you? If you're still willing to kill another to save your own life, how will you ever fit in? How will you ever make it in my father's kingdom? I'm not saying it's wrong, friend. I'm saying it's right and it's wrong. It's both, and therefore neither. Because my father allowed it, it was meant to be done. But these are the questions you have to ask yourself. You have to get down with this message of Jesus. You have to understand the truth of love and love of truth. And don't leave your salvation to other men. Leave, take it there for yourself. This isn't about other people. It's about your relationship with God, not mine, not theirs, you. You are supposed to have a relationship with God. That was the world reason my father created this world and you was for that relationship. So please, friend, just read that Jesus and figure it out. All right, well, we're down to seconds again, as always. So I'm going to get off here. Just know that I love you because my father loves you. And if I judge you, I judge him. So I forgive you your debts so I can be forgiven mine. All right, friends, well, may God bless you and yours.